This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Well, greetings to you, my friends. My goodness, it has been some time since I've talked to you in this format. How are you doing? How's your mom and them? How's the kids? How's the spouse? How <laughs> How's life? Cheers, everyone, and welcome to Dear Hallmark. This is a space where we talk about your favorite movies on your favorite made-for-TV movie networks, a la Hallmark, GAC, and Up TV. And today we're going to talk about Two Tickets to Paradise, which stars Ryan Pavey and Ashley Williams. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk to you about my absence. So for many of you who may not be aware, I had the incredible, amazing, mind-boggling opportunity to attend Rama Drama, which is put on by two powerhouse women, Sarah Lunsford and Gabrielle Graf Palmer. This event brought together hundreds of people from across the country and internationally. There were some people from Canada there. To We were in this beautiful boutique intimate VIP space where we got a chance to hang out with our favorite Hallmark actors. Some people who were in attendance included Tyler Hines, Andrew Walker, Ryan Pavey, Trevor Donovan, Aaron Cahill, the cast of Science Sealed Delivered. We had some writers there, some screenwriters, some directors. It was it was balls of fun. You guys, when I tell you it was as if I was in a movie myself. Not only was I in just in attendance, I also had my own booth selling chasing wind my novella if you aren't aware i wrote a novella and it released in december and it is my pride and joy to be completely honest and the people that i met the both who listen and who don't listen to the dear hallmark podcast but getting to meet people hear their stories connect with people is an experience that i will take with me for the rest of my life and i am eternally grateful to Gabriel and Sarah for just taking a chance on me and believing in me, having faith in me, seeing things in me that may be hard for me to see in myself, to be completely honest. Um, I still get awkward and bashful when I get compliments in terms of interviews and podcasts and things of that sort. And for Gabriel and Sarah to provide me the opportunity to not even just go to Rama Drama or sell my books. I was also a part of a panel. They did a podcaster's panel, which um, had me, the lovely ladies of Suspenders and Button, Julie, Sarah, and Catherine, the lovely ladies of the Deliver Me a Podcast, podcast, Casey, Jess, and Cami, and also the guys from Deck the Hallmark, Bran, Panda, and Dan. And the podcast, the panel was met, um, moderated by Neil Bledsoe, and the the pod the panel was titled "Flipping the Mic," because normally the podcasters interview the actors, and now we had an actor interview the podcasters. So I loved that, and I just appreciated. It was just oh gosh, I I can't describe to you just the amount of love that I received, but even gave to others some actors that I finally had a chance to meet that I've never met before 
to tell them, you know, what I thought about their movies, to just sit down and have some quality time with them. And that's another thing that I love about Rama Drama. They have um, what are called meet and greets, which are separate from you just standing in a line and getting a picture. It is an intimate space in another room that they've put together. It had curtains and couches and chairs. And you got, you could either pay for a two minute one or a five minute one. And you, it's just you and your actor sitting there uninterrupted talking about whatever it is you want to talk about. Y'all, it was a dream. It was a dream. And to be in beautiful West Palm Beach, it was just so luxurious. The convention center was gorgeous. Everything was just top notch, top tier. And it was fantastic. They had a karaoke night with the stars Friday night. Neil Bledsoe, Wes Brown, um, Andrew Walker got up there and sang um, with people and by themselves. And then Saturday night they had acting with the stars where you they um, randomly chose five women from the crowd to go up and act with five of the leading men. So it was Jesse Hutch, Neil Bledsoe, Colin Egglesfield. Hold on, let me get uh, Wes Brown, Jesse Hutch, Colin Egglesfield, Trevor Donovan, and Neil Bledsoe. They were the five guys, <laughs> no pun intended, although they do have good burgers. Um, but it was just a dream. It was a dream. And on top of that, they have um, on Sunday at the conclusion of the event is the Platinum VIP Rap Party. And it is a, a mixer for platinum VIP ticket holders where you are able to just it's another way for you to 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 make mix and mingle with your favorite actors so Aaron was there um Trevor Ryan Eric Mabius Zach Santiago I believe Crystal Lowe was there Rob Mays or Hayes I forget his last name sorry Colin Egglesfield Tyler Andrew they were there so that's if you look on my Instagram, that was the day I was able to get most of my pictures. Oh, Brittany Bristow was there at the show, not at the VIP rap party because she's currently filming. Um, so she could only come for Friday and Saturday. But y'all, it was an experience. It was a dream. It was a wonderland. It was a snow globe. And I'm already anxiously awaiting the announcement for the next city and date. So that explains my absence. And then coming back was a whole journey in and of itself. But here we are. Um, I will say for Mariah's Lighthouse, I swore that I said it on my DVR. But alas, I have not. So I won't be able to get that review to you guys until August, unfortunately. And it pains me and it upsets me that that is the case. But I won't be able, again, to get you the Mariah's Lighthouse review or my thoughts about it until August. Um, but I've heard nothing but good things about it in terms of the, the thing that I hear the most about it is the scenery, how dope the scenery is, because I believe it's in the south of France, if I'm not mistaken. So listen, you had me at France. So man, man, oh, man. Well, you guys, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get right into two tickets to paradise. We're going to go to Hawaii and talk about two tickets to paradise so stay tuned
Welcome back, friends and family. So, Two Tickets to Paradise stars Ryan Pavey and Ashley Williams, and it follows the lives of Hannah Holt and Josh Wyatt. They both get stood up by their fiancés, or the wedding gets called off by their fiancés on the wedding day, and they end up meeting at the same park bench and determining that they are still going to go on with their lives. Hannah's going to go on her honeymoon solo and Josh is just going to go on a random vacation. And what happens? They end up going to the same place, staying at the same hotel. And they keep having these chance encounters. And all the while, Hannah is finding how she shouldn't be as strict and organized and and um have all these lists and wants to plan everything out and josh needs to figure out you know he needs to settle down and stay in one place that's really the gist of it and then hawaii is just the backdrop of it all now we've seen this premise before we've seen the woman being this the the organizer the planner the one who always writes everything down the one who's scheduled the one who's disciplined the one who's you know no everything has to be in a certain way by a certain time in a certain state blah 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 and then our guy is the well you know go with the flow eat pizza out the box from the fridge um all i need is to go on a, a week vacation is a backpack and a duffel bag like what else do i need i can just go with the flow do what i want when i want where i want how i want with who i want so i was already like well okay but i i here okay all right i'm gonna say this uh, let me just tell it like a T.I.S. So this movie was a bit boring to me. And I'm going to provide you all of the context and be transparent here. At Rama Drama, they had the fabulous opportunity to screen and preview the movie Thursday evening before the movie came out that Saturday. And it was like a real Hollywood screening thing. Like they had a step and repeat. They had paparazzi. It was at the breakers. Can you feel my bougie shoulder coming forward as I say that? It was at the breakers. Okay. And they opened up the screening to gold and platinum VIP ticket holders. So if you were a gold or platinum VIP ticket holder, you could attend the screening. But you had to RSVP because they had limited space. And so they people got a chance to watch the movie with the actors and other Hallmark actors in the room. And I bet the energy was just electric. Boogie, oogie, oogie. And so people were saying, Tara, oh, this movie is great. Like, it was just amazing. It was so funny. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm revved up. And I hit play. Now, the beginning was strong. I loved the scene with Ashley crying in the bathroom when she finds out that her fiance is not marrying her and he left and he's standing her up. I felt like that was really strong. But once we get to Hawaii, Oahu to be specific, I felt like the movie dragged. And it made me question why I watch Hallmark movies to begin with. That's something that I didn't, I wasn't expecting this movie to provoke. Because there were a lot of classic elements that we've seen in our hallmark of old. As I've mentioned, the woman having the being the the to do list person, whereas the guy is the go with the flow person. We also had the um, 
what is it? Oh, you're alone and your life isn't complete until you have a man type trope, you know. And then we also have the the fate thing, you know, like our typical Hallmark tropes. And I'm not mad about that. But I think there was there was tension between these classic Hallmark tropes mixed with this new Hallmark foil. And I, I think it it clashed against one another personally and it prevented me from enjoying the movie like I wanted to because the theme with this with these Hallmark movies that I felt throughout this year is like you can clearly see that there's a that there's a change that, that that there's been a change of the guard if you will you can clearly see that there's new leadership new direction that they want to do a new thing but yet and we've seen it in the way that they've in terms of branding in terms of how they executed clearing the entire roster like we've seen how this this new hallmark is saying we ain't your mama's hallmark no more that's the message that i've received loud and clear and it made me mad originally i felt i i felt dismissed i felt brushed aside as a fan as a a viewer as a supporter as someone who genuinely cares about the brand because we weren't given an explanation opportunity to mourn <laughs> it was just like oh chesapeake shore is gone home and family gone bubbly sesh gone good witch gone um they literally cleared the entire roster save for when calls the heart because now when calls the heart has been renewed for a season 10 so they cleared the roster, haven't been talking to people. Now they're signing contracts, but yet you're giving us movies that are mediocre at best, in my opinion. They did nothing for me. They don't have the feels that I go to Hallmark for. And there's nothing else for me to go to because now since you cleared the roster, there's no diversity in programming in terms of podcasts or even a talk show. There's nothing else for me to go to now for those feels, but these lackluster movies so now i'm going to gac and up tv to get my fields and you're and we're not even doing seasonal movies anymore so like how am i supposed to get my fields and i realized that's why i watch hallmark movies is for the fields while i'm not saying we need to like that should just write us off to do bad movies hear me when i say that doesn't give us an excuse to just have like you know to just do whatever but i'm saying i feel like there was a genesis choir which attracted a lot of people to hallmark which i i feel that sometimes we can get lost in that that sometimes doing things too new trying to be too realistic can lose the essence of why i went to hallmark in the first place and I said this a little bit at the panel at Rama Drama. I said, I don't want Hallmark to know what TMZ is. I don't want I don't need Hallmark to know what Instagram is. I don't need Hallmark to know that Lady Gaga exists or that Ryan Reynolds is a real person. I don't need to know that. I'm completely fine with them not having pop culture. Like I don't need them to know to have pop culture infused in Hallmark. I don't. Has there been instances where there where that has been executed effectively? Yes, and I'll give you examples. Just one kiss, Caribbean summer. I felt like those are two those are two movies that have this new bold hallmark feel, but they did it in a way where it didn't ostracize people who still come to Hallmark for a feel if that makes sense because just one kiss gave me this 
dream like Broadway. Like after just one kiss, I wanted to wear a fur, a fur coat, put pearls on, have elbow, have gloves on the type of gloves that come up to my elbows, have a full on ball gown and drink out of drink ginger ale out of a martini glass. Caribbean summer, I wanted to be on the beach and I don't even, I'm not even a summer person. I don't even like the beach all like that, but I wanted to lay out in the beach for hours after watching Caribbean summer. That's what I'm talking about. That's the type of influence Hallmark movies has and they have the potential to have if they're executed in a, in a specific way. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like 80% of the movies, maybe even 90% of the movies that we've received this year have not been doing that. And it put a bad taste in my mouth. And bringing it back to Two Tickets to Paradise, I feel like we, again, there was this tug of war. There was this rock'em sock'em robots, if you will, between the old and the new. And it, it just didn't translate for me. And it made it hard to watch for me. Because I felt the tension as I was watching it. So, and it's an interesting time to be a Hallmark viewer in this instance because the changing of the guard happened and now it, it I feel like because that has happened it does re it does what's the word I want to use makes you re-examine why you watch Hallmark movies to begin with now because they're being done in a different way so it's like it, it forces you to think why am I watching Hallmark movies to begin with why did I watch Hallmark movies why do I like up tv movies what's making me go to GAC so that was something that I wasn't expecting, but that Two Tickets to Paradise brought out of me. The scenery was gorgeous. This was my first Ashley Williams movie that I've watched. I know, I know. I can hear the gasps. <laughs> um, and I, I, um, I saw a comment on YouTube. I believe her name is Emma. Um, and she said, oh, dear, if this is your first Ashley Williams, I'm going to need you to watch October Kiss. Heard loud and clear. I believe I have October Kiss saved on my watch list on Hallmark Movies Now on Amazon Prime. So I'm definitely going to watch that. I know it's Halloween. So I'm actually, I may save it for like September, especially if Hallmark doesn't give us fall movies. Speaking of which, did y'all see for the August movies? The August movies are called Fall Into Love. I believe they're giving us autumn movies in August. Ooh, help, Holy Ghost. Because I, and I said this in the YouTube version of this review for Two Tickets to Paradise. I don't want to hold on this, to this bitterness any longer as it pertains to Hallmark, in my Hallmark heart. So what I am planning to do as a viewer, as a fan, as a lover of Hallmark is I'm going to let Christmas in July be an amuse-bouche to my Hallmark heart. I'm going to cleanse my palate, get my Christmas on, and just reset to factory settings like like the past six months haven't happened, and then go into August with a clear Hallmark heart. But we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. <laughs> we will see what happens. But I just find it incredibly interesting that they are calling August Fall into Love. I'm curious as to what September and October, I know October, late October starts Christmas, but I'm curious as to what September is going to be, unless it may be just a month of bonus originals. So we'll see. But um, let's get back into the movie, though. Um, like I said, the scenery was okay. It was great for Hawaii because we've already, you know, yeah, okay. Um, 
I didn't like that her fiance came back at the end and then she had the nerve to call him her fiance when she was just kind of booing and schmoozing it up with Josh. I'm like, oh, so now he's your fiance again after. So all he got to do is just come back, buy you a coconut mug and he's your fiance. I was just like, what? There were, and and, and I, I did appreciate the bungalow scene. I thought that that was that was cute. They won a um a tr- well they didn't win another couple who won a trip or a dinner at a bungalow gave it to them and so they uh they ate there and it was just it was just cute. Um, Ryan was okay in this. I felt like though he was still stunted. I wanted to see more of him. I felt like this was the Ashley show. In the sense that she was the main driver of this. Or Hannah. I don't want to say Ashley. Hannah. I felt like Hannah was the show in this. And I wanted to see more of Josh. I wanted to see. Now getting to the actors. I wanted to see Ryan Pavey shine more. Because that was something I was interested in. When I first heard of this pairing with Ashley and Ryan. I'm like oh maybe this will be the movie. Where Ryan's able to show more of his silly side. More of his goofy side. But I I felt like Josh, the character of Josh wasn't written in the movie enough for me to see enough of him. And I, I, that was something I was looking forward to watching. Um, because a lot of the times, the movies with Ryan that we get, he's very straight-laced and stoic. But in real life, he's, he's a, like, he's a smooth... When I tell y'all, meeting Ryan at Rama Drama, he was working the room like he owned the hotel. Do you hear me? Do you... Is this thing on? He was working the room like he owned the hotel. The dude can talk. The dude can move. The dude can shake. The dude can schmooze. And he's goofy. He's childlike. He loves... Like, you you guys saw if you follow him on Instagram or even the Facebook Live. Like, he has a silly side that I feel like isn't appreciated. That I feel like this would have been a perfect opportunity to show that. Because of who he was paired with. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And so that was a little bit disappointing for me as a viewer. Um, and I'm trying to think, am I missing anything else? Other, th- I can't think of anything else off the cuff. Um, but I just, I, <laughs> I just want to watch Mariah's Lighthouse now. <laughs> oh, man. So, you guys, if you haven't left me a voice message before I would really love to hear your thoughts like I really I really 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 do there is a link in the show notes where you're able to leave 60 seconds worth of your thoughts and if you have to leave multiple 60 second messages I would even appreciate that because I really want to hear what you guys have to sit what you guys think about two tickets to paradise and just all you know there's some things that I've said in terms of why we watch Hallmark movies I want to know why you watch Hallmark movies what do you look for in your Hallmark movies um and yeah I want to know so leave me a voice message and I'm anxiously awaiting the next Rama drama announcement um but yeah we're back we're back at it Um, our next episode we're going to be talking about, I'm going to be telling you my top 10 favorite Hallmark movies so far this year, because even though 80% of them were mediocre, in my opinion, there, there, I still was able to enjoy them to some extent. So I'm going to tell you my top 10 favorites of this year in our next episode. And I look forward to hearing you guys' voice messages. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. 
And be sure to follow uh, Dear Hallmark on Instagram and Facebook. And I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say. But in the meantime, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Ciao, my friends.